Many aspire to reach the upper echelon of the healthcare industry, but few are able to successfully navigate the corporate ladder. In this fortnightly series, C-Suite Partners sits down with international healthcare executives, asking the tough questions and unpacking the personalities of the top industry leaders. Welcome to the boardroom. Jeremy, thank you for joining C-Suite Partners in the boardroom. You're most welcome, thank you. Talk me through your career today. Like most doctors, I entered into medical school thinking I would practice medicine. And that's what I did for a number of years. And after finishing graduate training in surgery, I then took a year off to more formally study public health. Because mm -hmm. I was taking a month off work every year to volunteer in various medical missions. Indonesia, Vietnam and so on and I thought uh, that after mucking around in other people's countries for mm -hmm. a number of years I really should get a proper education as to what are the sort of things that create the most impact that, that really create the most value and so I took a year off, I went to graduate school in the US and when I came back uh, I came back smack into SARS mm -hmm. in 2003 and in the last 15 years I've done a, a variety of roles in both the public as well as in the private sectors and then six years ago I moved into consulting mm -hmm. and I'm the founding partner of the Oliver Wyman Healthcare Practice here in Asia. What do you think are the key differences between public and private given you've yeah. played on both sides? Personally I think it's much harder to be a public sector hospital CEO. Mm -hmm. One is that the, the KPIs or the key performance indicators are not always clear. Mm -hmm. right? Public hospital CEOs need to balance a whole basket of often contradictory indicators. Mm -hmm. You want to be financially sustainable, you want staff to be happy, to be made, to be motivated, manage the attrition rates, you want to provide good service. Mm -hmm. But in the private hospitals, there's only one metric which is financial, mm -hmm. right, both in the short term, and that's mainly in the short term, mm -hmm. but also in the long term because reputation helps, helps to uplift revenue. The real customer in the private hospital is the doctor. And I think it's been famously said, I think Victor Fuchs in 1973, that, doc that hospitals don't have patients. Hospitals have doctors and doctors have patients. Okay. Right? And what this really means is that, the, is that the hospital CEO really manages the doctors, especially these superstar, very, very high volume doctors and how to get them to have lots of options as to where to practice, why should they come to your hospital? And everyone looks at China as yeah. this opportunity within healthcare, yes. but a lot of the businesses from around the world find it somewhat difficult to penetrate that market. What do you attribute that to? Um, I think a couple of reasons. The first is that China is not like any other country. Mm -hmm. China doesn't want to be like any other country. So, and it sees foreign businesses, foreign nationals as essentially guests. They are, we are guests provided an opportunity to earn a good living. Mm -hmm. And the quid pro quo is that the expectation, we will impart skills, we will transfer intellectual property, technical mm -hmm. expertise. And when China has developed enough of these, then it 
then we reasonably ask the question, why should you still be here? What is your value add compared to one of the locals? So businesses that want to go in, that want to enter into China profitably and on a sustainable basis need to understand that the Chinese government sees their, their presence not as a God-given right, but as a privilege that the government accords. Mm-hmm. And the Chinese are very, very fervent learners. Mm-hmm. Once they have learned, they want to do better. And if you've got no new tricks up your yes. sleeve, you don't have another rabbit to pull out of the hat, then it's goodbye. Yes. So you do have to keep constantly innovating. What would you look for in terms of executives joining your team? I think the, the metaphor of a Swiss army knife would come to mind. Okay. And I betray my vintage, but if you remember the old TV series MacGyver. Yes. Yes. Uh, a lot of healthcare here in Asia is very scrappy. Okay. Like you're going into virgin territories. So you're already solving problems as they emerge. Mm-hmm. And as Mike Tyson says, everyone has a plan until you get punched in the face. Yes. And in Asia, you get punched in the face every single day. Yes. Right. So you not only need to figure out how to react quickly, we've often nothing but your wits, but you've got to have that tenacity and that resilience to pick yourself up mm-hmm. and, and really just get on with it. So what do you think in terms of the, the trend of you must have an MBA if you want to be in an executive position as opposed to 15 or 20 years of experience? I would pick experience over an MBA or, or any paper qualifications. And I would say that beyond a certain um, vintage, mm-hmm. nobody really cares where you went to school. Yes. Right? Because you've gone through the university of life mm-hmm. and your track record speaks for itself for better or worse. Yes. So, but if you're a young person, I do sympathize with the need to differentiate. Yes. And often when faced with so many uh, applications, mm-hmm. there will be usually either a, either a fairly junior person filtering mm-hmm. or there will be some automated process that will filter. And therefore, some of these academic qualifications, an MBA or an Ivy League school, mm-hmm. become necessary to get through the, through the front door. If you think about your career, how would you want your legacy to be viewed? Um, I certainly hope it will be a, a people-driven legacy mm-hmm. right, that hopefully uh, every organization that I've left is, is left in a, in a better position mm-hmm. and more importantly that the people whom I've interacted with and, and in particular people whom I've supervised and I've coached uh, have become better people, have become more valuable to society and also to themselves. Well, we'll finish it there, Jeremy. Thank you for spending time with us this week, partners in the boardroom. Thank you very much.